Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. Let's be honest, regardless of your incredible design skills and capabilities, the success of any renovation management project is measured by the client and the contractors working on it by how smoothly it ran. And that boils down to logistics and how a designer manages the logistics on a project is the key to getting referrals and industry partners looking for you to take on the next job. Let's discuss this further. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Before we dive into this important topic about logistics, I want to remind listeners that I am still offering a free 20-minute call if you will rate and review the podcast. It's very easy to do on whichever platform you listen to. Go into the library, find the show itself, scroll down, and it gives you an opportunity to rate and review the show. Take a screenshot of it and then email it to me, and I will send you a link to get in my calendar for that call. These calls have been so rewarding for me, as well as for the designers. They leave the call with actionable steps, solutions to their problems, and confidence knowing that they're back on the right track. So I'll be offering this for a little bit longer. I strongly encourage you to take advantage of this opportunity while you still can. Okay, so let's get into today's topic, and that is all about logistics and how to manage a project successfully from the beginning to the end. Now, I know you're going to say, well, but my designs are important, and if I'm doing a renovation project in a bathroom and I'm hitting out of the park with the designs, you know, some of the like bumps along the way, well, they'll be forgotten when the project's over. And that is possible. But why should you bank on that when, if you manage the project through the logistics that every project has, you can actually win on both ends, both the amazing design that you have created, as well as the client and the contractor's experience working with you. Because that, in the end, is what they're going to remember. That, in the end, is what they're going to tell their friends when they have people over and they want to see the new renovated whatever room it is. And that is, in the end, what the contractor will remember the next time he's asked for a referral from a new client looking for design help. And that, of course, is what we all want to fill our pipeline. So look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Logistics are a total pain in the ass on a project because there are so many moving parts. I joke that it's like playing three-dimensional chess, but really it's not a joke. There are a whole lot of moving parts and pieces that need to be monitored and addressed and set up and rescheduled and can dictate how the week will go on every single project. So first and foremost, you have the client. Now, the majority of the designers listening are tackling renovation projects, as they are the more common projects designers take on. But that also means traditionally the clients are living in the house through a renovation project. 
So those designers listening that mostly do new builds, congratulations, you have one less piece of this puzzle that you have to manage because having a client live through renovation is an annoyance. I'm not saying that you should persuade them otherwise, although I do often bring it up depending on the space that we are tackling to make sure that there is no alternative place that they can go or possibly go for a short period of time, maybe through demo or maybe through installation, where it might be the most annoying time to be living through the project. So if that's not possible, you need to prepare the clients for the project. And I go heavy on it. I don't sugarcoat things to a client because that serves no one. And it definitely will bite me in the end when I know full well that the project will be much harder to live through than I'm telling them, right? So let's say the client is gutting the master bath. Okay, well, that's going to be out of service for what, 12, 14 weeks? What bathroom are they going to use? Are they sharing with their kids? Will that drive them nuts? Can they use a bathroom on another floor that may be less convenient, but then they're not sharing with someone? You know, these are the things that you should be walking through with your client to make sure that they're thinking through all of the obstacles that they absolutely will be experiencing on a daily basis. Right now, I am helping a client renovate not only their master bath, but also a bedroom that we're turning into a closet and converting half of that into their laundry room. So guess what else they lost? Their laundry room, as we had to move the pipes, the waste, all of that over to a new space. Let me tell you, losing a laundry room can be very challenging for any client especially ones with kids. You just don't realize how much laundry you do until you can't do it. So in that situation, we talked it through. We came up with another plan. And no, it was not go find a laundromat because that's not what a client wants to hear. And yes, they were without functioning machines in their home for about two and a half weeks. Now we have temporary hookups and you can't believe how happy they are, even though the project is completely still torn apart with weeks ahead to getting to a completion. But getting them that laundry back was absolutely the right step to do, albeit an annoyance, because we're going to have to move those machines probably two more times as we do remaining finishes around and build the cabinetry and do all of that. But it is worth it in the end because the clients are happier. Now, the other thing to discuss with your clients are the trades coming and going. My electrician, he shows up on the dot at 8 a.m., pretty much regardless of anything else. My plumber, he tends to roll in anywhere between 8 and 9.30. And that's because he may have gotten an emergency call overnight and he has to go help someone out last minute. Then you have times where nobody shows up and you need to let the clients know with as much advance notice as possible. And I know that that is not always a lot of notice, but a quick, hey, no one's coming to your house tomorrow. Enjoy the peace and quiet. We'll be back on Friday starting at 8 a.m. And I always let them know who is coming. Now, if there is a situation where someone has to actually let them in the door, meaning the client isn't comfortable leaving a door unlocked, that is a secondary level that has to be contended with. The contractors need to know this so they can't just show up willy-nilly, and you will likely be managing those comings and goings on an even more granular basis, which takes time and energy to accomplish. 
And then I mentioned, of course, the daily interruptions, the mess, the loss of space. Maybe the pets are disrupted. They can't be in certain parts of the house. There are guys that your clients don't know coming and going. And yes, it can be very stressful on any project, whether it is running smoothly or not. It adds a level of stress to a project that logistically can be managed to mitigate as much as possible But I can't say enough how clear and transparent you need to be with a client in the beginning. Saying something like, oh, it won't be that bad. It'll just be a couple of weeks of inconvenience is a mistake on every level. And trust me, you will regret that in the end. I actually tend to lean heavy and go even further. Okay, let's say it's going to be 12 weeks. I tell them 12 to 14 weeks, possibly even 15 weeks. So that when something goes wrong, notice I said when and not if, because it always does. When it goes wrong, you're still in your target timeframe. And from what I hear from clients who have done previous projects with other contractors and or designers, their first criticism is that the project ran too long. And then when I ask, well, what time frame did they give you? And the client tells me, I think, Yeah, that's only possible if the stars, the moon align every single day and who the hell gets that kind of luck. So be honest, be transparent, and definitely pad some time in for the inevitable issues that will come up along the way. Okay, so the second component to the logistics you're going to manage are the trades, right? That goes without saying. The guys have to come and the guys have to do the work. You'll need to be scheduling them unless there is a contractor doing that. But more often than not, on the smaller projects, the designer is in charge of scheduling or maybe sharing it 50-50 with the contractor. You're going to have different personalities on the project. Trust me, my guys run the gamut from major introverts who want to just show up, do the work, and leave to major extroverts who have to be reined in periodically because they're yucking it up with the guys too much when they really need to be getting down to the work. So personalities are something that a designer needs to manage and manage successfully so that you don't create a site that has disgruntled trades working in it, right? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to dread going to a project because they won't do their best job because they won't be happy being there. So you also need to determine in the beginning what limitations the trades have. And trust me, you will find them. Like I said, some guys show up at 8 a.m. Some guys will show up between 8 and 9.30 with no advance call. And that's just the way they roll. It's up to the designer to decide, okay, does that work for me? If it doesn't, then a suggestion is to say, great, give me a call 15 minutes out so I can make sure that the house is open or so I can make sure the client is there or so I can meet you there, right? There's a way to meet them in the middle, allow them their flexibility that they clearly need and also get the control back on the logistics that the designer needs on every project. The secondary thing, and learn from me, I now work with a plumber who I adore. He does amazing work. His son works for the company. They've got good guys. Clients really respond well when they come to their house, and he really knows his stuff. But guess what? The first thing he said to me was, I don't move tubs. And I thought, I don't even know what that means. What do you mean you don't move tubs? You're a plumber. You set the tub. No. I will plumb for the tub. I won't move the tub. And I admit, I was speechless, which I'm assuming you know by now, that's hard to do for me. And I said, oh, okay, well then who moves the tubs for you? 
He goes, oh, the contractors do. And my contractor was standing nearby and he's looking at me going, I don't move tubs. And I'm thinking, how the hell is this going to work? Okay, guess what? I chose to continue working with this plumber for the other reasons I just mentioned. And I now have my contractor moving and setting the tub for him. Yeah, craziness. And trust me, 30 years in the business, I've never had a plumber say that. But 30 years in the business, I recognize really good work. And all of the other attributes that this guy brings is worth me figuring out how to move a tub. Now, my contractor is not thrilled, but he's a good guy and he is a team player through and through. And he agrees with me. This guy's work and work ethic is worth the annoyance factor of moving the tub. Now, if you are on my email list, which, by the way, I highly recommend you signing up for my email list. I send out a Friday email for designers that talks about something that went on one of my job sites. And guess what one of the topics was? Moving a 200 and I think it was 87 pound tub from my client's driveway up to the second floor. Those tubs are so annoying because there's nothing to grab onto. They're so sleek and pretty these days that there's literally nothing to hold on to securely. And two of the guys that I had lined up called out that morning because they had to go to their jobs, right? They were sort of moonlighting to help out. So some of the other trades that I work with regularly, they pitched in because I have a great relationship with them and I carry cash on days like that. There's a little pro tip for all of you listening for install days. It's not a bribe. It is a massive thank you. And trust me, goes a very long way. And more often than not, the guys try to refuse it and legitimately try to refuse it until I insist that they keep it. Okay, so that is a limitation that this plumber has, and I know it now. And so every project, I factor that in and I work the logistics that I need in order to arrange for a tub to be taken into the house or carried upstairs or set in place, or in this case, all of the above. So these are things that are an annoyance for a designer. And trust me, I don't enjoy it, but the pros far outweigh the cons of doing this. And especially now that I know it's just seamless. I work with this plumber. I know that I've got to arrange the guys to move the tub. But you need to find out from your guys, what are their limitations? What are the things that they won't do for a variety of reasons? And Frankly, I've never asked the guy why he won't move tubs. My assumption is something really bad went wrong. He probably damaged one or he dropped one or it dropped on his foot and he damaged his foot. You know, there's probably some legitimate reason that he's just put this policy in place. He doesn't move tubs. Now, I also have never asked him what a homeowner does if they're replacing a tub because a homeowner doesn't have the access that designers have to other trades to kind of pitch in as needed. So someday I will ask him that. But frankly, it's irrelevant because I do have the resources to fill in that void in order to get his high level of service that he brings to all of my projects. And then lastly, and of course, the very obvious, you have to manage the logistics of the purchases and the deliveries. And this can be an absolute nightmare, especially because of COVID and the supply chain issues that we are still suffering through. So again, as a designer, you are well aware of, you know, logistics inside of a house. How do you get a sofa upstairs? Will it fit through the stairways? Will it fit through the doorways? Big chandeliers. You know, the good news is we are already programmed to think of a house that way as far as points of access, you know, circuitous ways to go from room to room, but it's a safer way to travel. 
The same thing applies in renovation management, except some of the things are larger and heavier, like my tub, right? We knew it would fit through the doorways, but only on its side. We knew we could get it up the steps, but we knew we'd need at least three guys to haul it there, right? These are the logistics that go on with every delivery. And then, of course, who's meeting the delivery? So, for instance, this tub, it was a drop-at-the-door situation, and he meant it. This tub came in an enormous crate. He would not uncrate it. He put it on the lift gate. He lowered it on the lift gate. He moved his little hand truck. He placed it about mm, three inches off of the lift gate, and he said, there you go. Okay, now it's blocking the driveway. Now, we could have put it in the garage. He was willing to do that. He would not cross a threshold into a livable space, but he would go into the garage. But in this case, the garage is a detached garage, and my contractor's like, holy crap, I don't want to carry it even further, right? So again, this all had to be planned out in advance. And in order to get it into the house, I had to have my contractor be there with the guys ready upon arrival of that truck. So yeah, there's your three-dimensional chess, right? I had a truck coming out of one state. I had the contractors who weren't on site that day for other reasons. They had to be there all at the same time. I had to be there to meet. It's a very long, windy lane, and he was in an enormous truck, and I was worried about him hitting low tree branches. You know, there was all sorts of things that had to be managed to get this tub, and by the way, the other plumbing fixtures, all delivered at one time. So again, do you deliver it directly to your client's house? Do you deliver it to your office? I'll admit I will do that for lots of things. If I want the ability and the flexibility to inspect them on my own time, if they're not needed immediately at a job site, because honestly, I've had things either get damaged or disappear on a job site, especially on new builds. So designers doing new builds, really be aware of that. And I do have some tricks we're leaving purchases on a job site where it is a new build and you're not there every day and the clients aren't living there. So if you want that trick, shoot me an email. It's very hard to describe through words, but I'm happy to um, share what I use. And it's at least a cover your ass in case something does go wrong. But this, again, is something that has to be thought through and managed. So let's give an example. What if my contractor wasn't there when that company was delivering the tub? Well, it would be blocking the driveway. And my clients, I guess we could have hustled their cars to another side, but it would look pretty unprofessional that there's this tub created in the driveway until the guys showed up. Now, what happens if the truck driver didn't give me an advance call? Well, I could end up with the contractor and a bunch of guys twiddling their thumbs at my client's driveway, waiting 20, 30, 40, who knows how long for this truck to show up. So, this is the coordination that goes on behind the scenes that, frankly, our clients don't really understand that we're doing. And if you do it well, they won't ever think about it. Things will just look seamless because you have done the work behind the scenes to make it look seamless. But you and I both know you've worked your tush off behind the scenes to get all of these pieces lined up at the same time. But frankly, that's part of the job. That's when a successful job goes off. My client had no clue that any of this stuff with the tub went down. She didn't even know that the guys called out because I didn't tell her which guys. So she just saw some guys pulling the tub up the steps. Okay. 
I think within 15 minutes, we had the tub uncrated and upstairs. And that was them sort of scratching their heads going, well, what do you think? Should we go this way? Should we go that way? Well, I don't know. Yeah, screw it. Let's try it. She saw none of that. That was in the driveway. She saw men lifting a tub, coming in very carefully up the stairs and in the bathroom. And that is what you want on every project. Now, don't get me wrong. Does it always go off like that? Oh, hell no. And behind the scenes, of course, there were issues, right? Two guys had called out sick. There was an issue with the truck. He went the wrong way. So he was a little bit late. But luckily, my contractor was running a few minutes late. So things did work out. But for me, yeah, there were many, many panic attacks along the way of going, damn it, no, you need to be there. Or damn it, no, you need to show up. Crap, now I got to find two guys, right? So there is that angst behind the scenes, but frankly, it should stay behind the scenes. And if you know enough in advance, you know that you will solve it somehow. You just may not know the direct path in that very second. And that's okay. Okay. So we've talked about the clients and how you've got to manage them and the logistics of them living through a project if they're staying in the home. We've talked about the trades and the contractors and how you're going to have to be in charge of their schedule and their comings and goings and constant communication with, I don't know, countless people during the week. And we've talked about deliveries and purchases and when they will be coming and how you're going to manage them and how it's going to go on the surface as smoothly as possible. But here's the last and very important piece, and that is how you manage yourself, right? You have your own logistics. You likely are working more than one project. So you've got this craziness going on multiple places at multiple times at different stages. And then God forbid you have a life of your own, which I hope each and every one of you do because that is the whole purpose in life. So that's where you need to make sure you are allotting enough time for these projects, because it's not just about the design. It's not just about individual site meetings. It is a lot of work in between all of those stages in order to get a project running smoothly. Then you've got the issues that are completely out of your control, right? This project of mine with the bathroom and closet is running two and a half weeks ahead of schedule. I mean, who could have guessed that? Certainly not me. I mean, the stars keep aligning on this project almost to a point where it's becoming a problem because I had anticipated a different schedule, a more traditional schedule, and now things are overlapping on my end. So now I'm scrambling to have the contractor kind of help me out and meet certain guys because I had other meetings planned. I had no idea it would be running this smoothly and this far in advance. So there's been a mad scramble, which is never enjoyable. But again, I have good relationships with my trades and they are willing to step in and step up when I need them and ask. But then more often than not, schedules are running behind. Even pre-COVID, they would typically run behind. So again, it's extremely important that you have allotted enough time for projects. You know how I said to tell a client, that a project that might be 12 weeks is actually closer to 13 to 15, say that to yourself as well, right? You need to factor that in because again, it's not if issues will come up, it's when. And so if you've calculated in your schedule 12 weeks, you're going to be overlapping too much 
onto another project. And you're going to have chaos in your life for a couple of weeks that can and should be avoided because none of us do well if we're working from a chaotic standpoint. There's just too many, many variables that can slip through the cracks and will slip through the cracks if you're stressed out and running around like a chicken with their head cut off. It's just inevitable. I have absolutely done it more times than I care to admit to, and it is not a recipe for success. Regardless, frankly, of the projects and the clients, it's not a recipe for success for the designer. Because the goal is never to feel like that. The goal is to feel in charge on top of things and feeling strong and confident about your projects. And it is possible if you take the time to do the work we just discussed and give yourself enough time for each project. So again, I want you to sit down today, tomorrow, this week, and really look at your projects. Have I prepared the clients enough? And if even if the project has started, go back. Say, you know what? You know, this is where we are. This is where we're heading. And these are the situations that I think you're going to have to live through. Let's brainstorm some ideas. And they'll say, well, but the project's underway. Yes, the project is underway, but we're going to be moving into whatever phase it may be. And this may be impactful in this way and a change from the last phase or what have you. But always be ahead of the game and stay transparent with the client. They will love you endlessly. They may not enjoy the project. Don't get me wrong, but they will understand that you are doing the best you can to not only forewarn them, but to brainstorm ways to live better through the project and moving the project along as quickly as possible. And then again, of course, your trades. You're going to be scheduling a lot of guys all at one time. I will admit there are times I refer to it as herding kittens because it can feel like that at times. But again, knowing it, knowing all of the parameters, knowing the scope of work and staying ahead of it will cut off some of the chaos or things falling through the cracks that will happen if you're not staying on top of it. And I know I've beaten to death the purchases and the delivery. That is because I constantly hear of issues going wrong in that stage of the project. So really tighten that up. Really figure out what is coming, when it's coming, and how it's going to go into the space and be stored, frankly. Forgot to mention that. Where is it going to be stored until it's actually needed? And then, of course, as always, and honestly, as a high priority, you've got to make sure that you are keeping yourself and your sanity in mind. There is absolutely no reason to lose your mind over a renovation project. There just isn't. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, now is the time to take a moment, figure out where you are, figure out where you need to be, and make a plan to get there more smoothly than you have been. So I hope this helps. The success of a project is truly measured by how smoothly it's run. And is that fair because you have Mac Daddy designs? No, it's not fair. The Mac Daddy designs do count, but I have seen plenty of Mac Daddy designs and heard all of the crap that the clients had to live through in order to get it. That's not a success story you want told about your own work. So as always, I really thank you for your time today. I know this was a lot to take on. If I'm leaving you with more questions than answers, always feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to go over this in more detail, clarify an issue that you may be having right now, or expand on an issue that I mentioned in today's episode. But until then, I look forward to our next time together. 
Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.